Well, our next guest on the Sports Huddle could actually tune into that game Saturday because he doesn't have a game of his own to do this Saturday. But we're going to catch up with him anyway. And for a guy who has called 500-plus straight games for Virginia Tech, probably the last thing he would want to do would be listen to another college football game on a Saturday afternoon. An amazing streak for an amazing guy. And he joins us on the Sports Huddle this afternoon as the Virginia Tech Hokies take a little bit of a breath with a week off before the Thursday night game at Lane Stadium against Syracuse, and they do so on the heels of the win over Wake Forest. Two wins the past three games. Let's bring on Mike Burnup from the Virginia Tech Radio Network. Hello, my friend. How are you, Mike? Bob, I am doing well. How about yourself? Doing great. Congrats on that record, by the way. That's just absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. And yeah, I don't know how you I did I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know how I did it either. I just <laughs> lucky and blessed, brother. That's all you can say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As a guy who's been around as long and has not come anywhere near that record, I am in absolute amazement and respect of you, Mike. So, uh, congrats <laughs> and just keep it going. Just, just uh, keep on going. Uh, yep, I going. appreciate it, Bob. Sure thing. Hokies going pretty good right now. That's a that's a good win, right, Mike? I know Wake isn't as good as they've been the last few years, but uh, to beat them the way uh, the Hokies did and uh, hold them without an offensive touchdown, I know there's no Sam Hartman there anymore, but Dave Clawson always finds a way to get his offense going, and he didn't last week. What did you, what did you see? What did you like best out of that win? Well, I think the best thing was to see the defense, how well they played and got after them. You know, they've been criticized all year for giving up the big play and uh, the bad fits and the linebackers can't tackle and bad angles and gap integrity and so on and so forth. So, you know, that slow mesh is a different offense. And uh, But they were able to, to handle it, get after them, get a bunch of sacks and tackles for losses. And um, so that was great. I thought the defense just was real dialed in. Again, as you said, just gave up two field goals. And then the, uh, the continuing the evolution of Kyron Drones. You know, he looked really, really good. Threw for over 300 yards and ran it well and made great decisions. He hadn't turned it over, you know. Um, so I think he's been solid as well. Um, let's go bigger picture here over these last three games. And obviously there was the Florida State game sandwiched in the middle here. But the pit win probably looks a little better now after they knocked off Louisville and two out of three, you know, going to this little bit of a break. Has, has there been something that has changed here in the last few weeks that has Hokie fans even more hopeful as you move into the back end of your schedule? Well, I think, number one, playing at home in front of sellout crowds helps, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great home environment, so that certainly has helped. Uh, Pitt, they kind of got after them as well. Uh, again, they're a different team, you know, without some of the better quarterbacks they've had in the past. And Dracovic, you know, the Hokies beat him around two years ago when he was here for Boston College. And then they beat him around this year uh, when he was with, uh, obviously, Pitt. Now he's a tight end. So, you know, it's kind of crazy. And then, you know, Wake Forest, they got after them too. And Florida State was just really good. I mean, that's a talented team. I'm I'm rooting for them. That's good for the ACC if they can run the table and be in the mix of that playoff situation because they are very talented, good quarterback, a lot of veterans, skilled people, good defense. And uh, so, you know, hopefully they can continue that on and uh, get right against Wake Forest because, or, uh, excuse me, Syracuse because they did not look very good against Florida State the other day, right? They were mm-hmm. pretty bad. Three points I think they managed. Yeah. Um, I, I guess there could be some thought process of, hey, we, you know, we've won a couple here in the last few, few weeks. Let's just keep it going. Um, and it's not the full buy because you're playing on Thursday as opposed to having that two-week window there. But what do you think they use this time for, uh, in addition to just getting ready for Syracuse, just more bigger-picture things of improvement for the Hokies? 
Yeah, I mean, those seven straight weeks were tough because they've had guys banged up since game one. Uh, and so, you know, I think it came at a good time, even though, you know, you never wonder, you always wonder, I guess, uh, how they're going to come out. Like Marshall came out after their open date against the Hokies, and they were sluggish and didn't play well in the first quarter. Clark State came out and put up 22 points after their open date, right, mm-hmm. against the Hokies. So you just never know. It's all about the mindset that you're in. But I think, you know, when you go and think about Thursday nights, put Virginia Tech on the map, I think they'll be ready to go against Syracuse. Uh, what they've been working on this week is uh, been out on the road recruiting, and they've worked with the younger guys, the veterans uh, <clears throat> on this team. And I say that kind of loosely because mostly it's the portal guys because they got 50 <laughs> freshmen on this team. Ooh. They did a lot of extra work with those guys, just individual drills, scrimmaging, uh, that sort of stuff, and uh, just try to get them more up to speed in case their number gets called here later in the season. Mike, that's a fascinating conversation, and I should have known that. I guess I didn't, but they literally have 50 freshmen on this roster. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I mean, they went to the portal and got 13 or so, but and every one of them has like been really, really good playing and contributing. You know, Jennings gets hurt. But uh, mm-hmm. here's here's an even crazier one, Bob. The 19 touchdowns that the Hokies had scored, I think, at some point here or last week or something, all 19 of them were scored by people from the portal. How about wow. that? Wow. Well, Isn't that's that a sign of that is a sign of the times. Uh, in some ways, unfortunately, in other ways, good. It's giving guys opportunity to to find a home and and do well. But but if you have all those younger guys in this day and age, Mike, what do you think is the expectation? You know, you want them all to be there. You want them all to stay, however long, three or four or five years, that that they can keep the majority of that group together, knowing what's going on out there in the college landscape. Well, it'll be difficult, no doubt. I mean, they'll have to go to the portal and replace guys that are graduating this year and guys mm-hmm. that are in the portal that came from the portal that are done eligibility as well. <clears throat> but, you know, I do know that Brent Price big on that, you know, recruit these players in the state, develop them, you know, in three or four years, they're going to be really good players. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's hoping. But, you know, it is. I mean, the guys that aren't going to get the playing time are going to leave. And I'll still go back and say, you know, when you think about all the players that have left over all the years, I think the one person, the one dude, the one guy that bettered himself was Hendon Hooker. You know, most of them end up going to smaller schools, maybe not even a power five. A lot of them fall off the map and you never hear from them or see them again. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, retention is going to be the next buzzword in college football, <laughs> and that's yeah. coaches saying we got to retain these guys now that we got them. You know, we're going to take some more from the portal, but we're keeping them now. They got to find ways, and NIL and all that will help uh, keep them. And playing time will, will certainly help keep that. That's a fascinating angle uh, to this year's Tech team and the program right now under Brent Pry's leadership. Yeah. And you, you know, the other thing too, Bob, when you talk about that, it's like guys like Monsoor Delane that are playing really well defensive back. I mean, they were after him last year of the other schools were. And so not only do you kind of got to deal with that stuff, you got to deal with the ones that are here that people are trying to steal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it never ends. And I was just thinking about that, Mike, and I know coaches have done this before, but with the transfer portal and the freedom of movement the way it is now, that coaches, when they lose one, right, out of high school maybe, you know, it's tough on them, but they've got to remain – pretty upstanding maybe stay in touch with that kid you know maybe stay positive with that kid you know just in case that in a year that kid doesn't like where he is and goes oh wait a minute coach brian his staff they were they were really upstanding to me even though i committed to another school that they could get them you know on the second go around right 
Absolutely, you're correct. Because that was a situation here the other day when they had all these recruits in for the Wake Forest game. There were like 75 or 80 recruits in. And a lot of those kids were already committed to other schools, but yet they're here on a visit. Same thing they did against Pitt when they had over 100. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. And you go back to Allie Jennings, right? He didn't get recruited here by the previous administration, and he always wanted to be a Hokie. Mm -hmm. So he ends up at two different places, transfers in from Old Dominion, and, you know, he's going to be a player. Obviously he got hurt, but uh, you could tell how valuable that guy was. (laughs) Crazy times, Mike. I mean, you, you yeah. think back. You think back to your playing days. I mean, oh. how, how how many schools would you've gone to, Mike? Come on now. <laughs> how crazy is that? There's all money there to give me, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure. Uh, that's a popular refrain. No, you nailed it. Sales and yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, you could survive in this era. You could be playing in this era, Mike. Um, Mike Bart of Virginia so Tech. Radio Network with us. Having a good time with some conversation. We've gone down different roads here today. I wasn't really expecting to, but it's kind of interesting. Uh, you, you mentioned, you know, obviously they've gotten better because they've won some home games here as well. What do you think Thursday night will be like? This has always been a signature, as you mentioned, of Lane Stadium and Blacksburg. Will it, will it be like that next Thursday night for Syracuse? I think it will. And I think, you know, when you look at the Dino Babers' team, they're struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, they got off to that big start like they seem like they always do every year. You know, they're 4-0 and against some inferior competition, although they did beat Purdue on the road. But then you turn around, and they, you know, they haven't scored but three points against Florida State, and they didn't do very well in the other two ACC games. So I think they're at kind of a low right now. I think the Blacksburg and Lane Stadium is going to be electric, and they'll have a great atmosphere, and I think they'll get after them. Um, so let me finish up on the football front. Maybe we'll finish with a couple minutes on basketball because it's coming. Yeah. It's coming pretty quickly. As a matter of fact, I know ACC media days are next next week. As a matter of fact, but um, you know, can you look at the back end of this schedule, Mike? And coaches cringe at all this, but we love doing it. Uh, broadcasters, talk show hosts, fans. You look at the back end of this schedule, and and you know, there's a there's a path here to a bowl game for Virginia Tech, isn't there? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, I think you look at the toughest game on the schedule that was left, obviously, was Louisville Louisville, on the road. And then they go lay an egg, right? How in the world does that happen? I mean, Mm -hmm. that Pitt team starting a new quarterback and down as they were and bad as they looked, I don't get it. I mean, it's just crazy out there where kids are. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, certainly you can. You think about that. I mean, those teams are struggling at the end of the season. And, you know, NC State hasn't looked good. That thing hadn't worked out with Brennan Armstrong back with Robert and I. And they didn't put up very many points last week. And, you know, B.C. and Virginia are struggling. So, yeah, I think they could get to six, no doubt. Interesting stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely think they could get to that, maybe, maybe even a little bit more. So hopefully they're using this, uh, you know, three-quarters of a bye here and be ready to go for Syracuse on next next Thursday night at Lane Stadium. All right, I mentioned next week is uh, ACC Basketball Media Day, so we know the season is right around the corner. What are these uh, What are these Hokies going to look like for, for Mike Young this year? Um Mike, I mean, obviously you got Couture back, right? You got Padula back. Uh, Rodney Rice will have a full year. Uh, what do you, What do you think? I think they got a chance to be good. You know, coach is high on him. He says he's got more depth uh, and he's got more height than he's ever had. So I think that's certainly uh, promising. Uh, they had a scrimmage the other day against Liberty, and you know they're a work in progress, like most teams are at this time of year. And I think they're coming down to see you guys uh, this yep. next weekend. Next week, yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. Unfortunately, I won't make that one, but uh, maybe you will, and kind of see for yourself. But I, I think they got a chance to be okay. You know, you got to stay healthy. We saw that last year, and these younger kids that um, are, are seem like they're pretty good. 
I think Tyler Nickel, you know, the transfer from mm-hmm. Carolina looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that um, Robbie Brand, you know, the Northwestern kid, yep. he's, a, he's a tough guy that will help on the defensive end, as will Makai Long from Old Dominion. So I think uh, they got a chance to be okay. You know, you just got to stay healthy and get a few breaks. Looking forward to it. That's for sure. Yeah. It'll be here. Be, it'll be here before we know it. About a little less than three weeks, and we'll have what we that all love. That season. exactly that crossover <laughs> season, football and and men's basketball. Bring it on for all of us, Mike. Enjoy some time off here. Rest up and have a great uh, great stretch run to the football season. Okay, sounds good, Bob. Good to talk to you. Hope you guys finish strong too. Thank you, Mike. Mike Burnup, Virginia Tech uh, Sports Network. He'll be on the call for all of those games for the Hokies. You you know that. And I was just scrolling through their basketball roster, and he's right about the guys they've got. And if he can get them playing on the same page, again, he's got some transfers, as everybody does. Uh, but he does have the veteran backcourt. And I think if you have a veteran backcourt, you know, and he does with Couture and, and Padula, um, you know, and Rice played some last year. He'll be better. This year and long from Old Dominion, he mentioned up front. Uh, they've got they they got a chance to be decent. I think it's going to be a pretty good ACC this year. Actually, I'm already uh, we'll, excited for basketball. Yeah, me too. I, I I'm saying that today, although I will cringe here in about a week or so when it is that crossover season because it does get challenging with all the games that we're going to have. Bad news, good news for me and the Richmond schedule uh, for football. The bye week comes so late for the Spiders this year. It's not until after next week's game, so it's actually the first weekend in November. So the Spiders will have gone nine straight weeks before the bye week, which has been tough, but they have a they, they have a path to surviving that with these next two games at North Carolina A&T Saturday, which has not had a good year, and then homecoming against a better-than-advertised Campbell team. They're going to be a good team coming in to Robin Stadium, but it's homecoming on their home turf, all of that, uh, Hall of Fame weekend. Yeah, so there's a path there to get the next two and then get their bye week before the, the end two games of the season. It'll be critically important. But my point being here, that bye week comes right in front of the start of college basketball. So at least from yours truly's perspective, only have basketball to look at for that week while football is on the bye week. So I'm so glad uh, those kids had to suffer a war of attrition so you have an easy week. <laughs> well, I wasn't advocating it. I'm just saying that that's what it is. It's I can't change it, AJ, you know? I, I looked at that schedule and my first thought was, Oh my goodness. You know, nine straight weeks, how are we gonna deal with this? And so far they've you know, they've handled all these injuries and they're still got their head above water. So that's something I'll bring up with Coach Usman tomorrow because kudos to them because uh, coaches say this all the time and I would agree with it. So they've played seven games already and they got two more to go. Right before the bye. So that's nine. And it was now, emotional. It wasn't just physical, an emotional ex- seven, eight games. Absolutely. And then not only that, but add the four weeks that they're here in preseason camp, right? I mean, they're going every day in August. That's 13 straight weeks of football without really a break. Um, you know, that's a long stretch. Sounds like they're playing like real men. They are playing like real men, and if they can find a way to get these next two, it's going to make the last two really important. So that's the carrot dangling out in front of them. But, yes, crossover season is upon us. Football, basketball, both going at the same time as we flip that calendar 
into November here in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to hit pause. We'll take a break. Bottom of the hour. Got a half hour to go. 804-327-0888. 327-0888 on the air or to text us to the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN.